will you raise up your hands and receive Bishop James Morton?
You're catching the wave in HD2 sound with Mike Acoustic Bass. For the purpose plan for me And I will not die In the midst of my wars For there's victory in me And it's the anointing Of the oil that covers me It's by His blood I've been set free Bye. 
greatness exceeding abundantly more than we can imagine but let me assure you that it's great and our God is faith yes Lord yes you're great Yes, no. causes people to become fanatics, disruption. Today I want you to hack for the greater good. If I need you to post for progression, we can heal hip-hop. Sincerely sealed from a satellite, 
I'm going to hack this thing to get hip-hop back. Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Bottles popped and it feels like Windows seat to the top, I want to see my Angel on my side, man it feels just like hell Feels like hell Feels like hell Mike Jack went moonwalking, <laughs> never came back Prince met the king, Aaliyah sent four pages back. A penny in the pocket, never get him. Paul Walker found it behind the pedal. And just like Nate Dogg, I pray the Lord that all my dogs go to heaven. Whether you working nine to five or you trying to stay alive, home just sort of feels like. Homie in the pen, got no ink in his pen, one collect call feel like. Got a cap and gown or a bell in the gown. Mama had the proud, she's very few remorse. They trying to sell you the cool, they trying to sell you these lies, they trying to sell you a song. I'm trying to sell you the sky, nigga. Bottles pop and it feel like windows seat to the top. I wanna see my angels so much tired. Man, it feels just like, feel like, feel like, feels like Muhammad Ali had a match made in heaven. David boy met the good Revan. I hear it's much nicer when Whitney Houston leads the choir. John Lennon in that white linen. James Dean in that white denim. And just like Molly Wayne's, the braided six sitting down the six months. Whether you get it from the good lot or the drug lot, everybody want that. Whether you get it from the bar or you're trying to raise the bar, everybody want a taste for that. Everything will die before the time Or close their eyes while staring at their crime The devil is a cop and the cop is a liar I'll take the wings over cherry and supply you all night No single space project in this period Will be more impressive to mankind Or more important And none will be so difficult Or expensive to accomplish Get involved Your boarding pass is waiting at Mission432.com
You tell us you approve of us. 
ever hold me. When I cry, this love wipes tears from my eyes. And I'm not ashamed to tell y'all in Montgomery, I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love with the man. You know, I tell them every way I go, mother. You got folk coming out the closet. You got men loving men. Women loving women. So I might as well come out the closet tonight. I'm in love with the man. I'm in love with the man. Every night. My wife sleep between two men. And can I tell y'all, if I had to kick somebody out of my bed, sure wouldn't be my man. And ain't no use of y'all looking at me funny tonight. Cause the clothes you got on, my man bought them. The car you drove tonight, my man paid for it.
you to throw your arm around somebody. The neighbor, I don't know what he done for you, but God been good. God been good. God been good. Ain't God good? Let me tell you, you know why it was? Because he woke you up early this morning. Didn't he lay you down last night? He watched over you all day long. The enemy thought he had you. He tried to keep some of y'all from coming tonight. But how many know you feel anyhow? And you're going to praise him. You're going to wave. Wave your the wave in HD2 sound with tight acoustic bass. In a world where, where, where DJs reign supreme, one man stands above them all. The most greatest. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, to his, his domain. domain. It is kingdom. His universe. Only one in the world, in the country, in the universe. You're listening to the anointed one. It's live. Let's go. Welcome to the Power of Prayer Request Hotline, heard every day at 12.30 p.m. Call in for your prayer request with pastors standing by to pray with you at 347-215-8049 from 12.30 p.m. to 1 p.m. Call now, 347-215-8049. Now, let's go live. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining me. I'm your prayer host today, Evangelist King. Now today, dear heart, our prayer topic is entitled, Power Against the Spirit of Slumber. Now some of you may be wondering, what is the spirit of slumber? Now if we will look at the word slumber itself in the dictionary, and it shows us what it means. It means sleepiness, drowsiness, tiredness, fatigue, sluggishness, and lifelessness. Now let us uh, 
go in the written word, the Holy Scriptures, to see what the spirit of slumber really is. So we're gonna we, we we're coming from the complete Jewish Bible, and we read them from Romans the eleventh chapter, verses seven through eleven, and it says, "And dear heart, I want you to always remember when you're reading from the Holy Bible, those words are holy." And they have been inspired by the Holy Spirit to man. Man was the one who written, who wrote the words down on paper for us to be able to see. But I want you to, to always keep in mind that the inspiration of those words did not come from man's mind. It came from the mind of God by his Holy Spirit. They, the men of God of old wrote as they was moved by the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit inspired them. So just don't look at the Holy Bible as just mere words, dear heart. Those are words of truth inspired by God himself through his Holy Spirit. Man was just the ones who, ripped, who wrote down the words. So Romans 11, chapter, verse 7 through 11 what follows is that Israel, and this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Gentiles, members of God's church. He said, what follows is that Israel has not attained the goal for which she is striving. And he's talking about Israel, the nation of Israel as a whole. He said, the ones chosen have, have attained it, but the rest just as the Tanakh, which is the law, says, God has given them a spirit of dullness, and that's a spirit of slumber. In some version of the Bible, it's a slumber, but it's the same, dullness, uh, sluggishness, lifelessness, drowsiness, sleepiness, which is slumber, dullness, D-U-L-L-N-E-S-S. For God has given them a spirit of dullness, and ears that do not hear right down to the present day. He's talking about spiritual eyes and, 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 and spiritual ears where, where they cannot see the mind of God. They cannot hear the mind of God. In verse 9, and David says, For them a snare and a trap, a pitfall, Let their eyes be darkened so that they can't see with their backs bent continually. Verse 11. In that case, I say, this is the Apostle Paul, isn't it that they have stumbled with the result that they have permanently fallen away? Apostle Paul say, heaven forbid. He said, quite the contrary. It is by means of their stumbling that the, the, that the deliverance has come to the Gentiles in order to provoke them to jealousy. So the spirit of slumber, dear heart, caused by uh, well, it, what, what Paul was referring to as a nation, but we're going to break it down to an individual 
that spirit of slumber was called due to their stumbling. They stumble. How do they stumble? They stumble because they did not receive the word of God. They refused to retain God in their thoughts. And therefore, they continue to stumble, which, which means of their stumbling that the, that the deliverance has come to the Gentile. So their continuous refusal in hearing God's voice and stumbling, that continuous you know, disobedience in hearing God has caused this spirit of slumber to come upon the nation of Israel, not only the nation of Israel, but we're talking about, we're breaking it down to individual. That is the spirit of slumber, dear heart. In other words, Romans 1 verse 28 says, since they have not considered God worth knowing. So a spirit of slumber comes when we don't consider God worth knowing, worth hearing. That spirit of slumber, that spirit of sluggishness, that that sleep, sleep, sleeplessness. That is a demon spirit that automatically comes when we don't consider God worth knowing or worth listening to. God has given them up to worthless ways of thinking. Why? Because that is their way. That's the way that, that they have chosen, individuals have chosen to go so that they do do improper things. So therefore, dear heart, a spirit of slumber is a demon spirit which causes one to slumber or become sleepy whenever they fail to submit to the, to the Lord God in all their ways. They fail to retain the Lord God in their thought life. And therefore, it's a stumbling block to the mind of God because they refuse to consider God worth hearing. Okay? Due to this demon spirit, dear heart, it causes a person's mind to be passive, which is very sluggish, slow, and dead to the word of God. They become as a snail. You know, a snail is very slow in moving forward because a snail is known by its slow movement and sluggishness. As a matter of fact, whenever a person decides to read the Bible or to hear the word of God being taught, they suddenly become very tired, tired, and sleepy. And they will just put the Bible down and go to sleep. They are inactive unreceptive and lifeless whenever it comes to hearing the word of God. And then when they hear, the, hear God's word, they slowly become slug, sluggish again and sleepy. That is, that is what, and that is due because that means that there is some type of stumbling block in our life where we have failed to consider God in, in knowing him and in hearing him, therefore, it invited this demon spirit of slumber or sleeplessness, sleep, sleepiness in our life. That is what causes one to become very tired and fatigued. And the strange thing about it, when it comes down to other things, the person is very active. Your favorite show or movie is on late at night and you stay up late at night and you will watch it until the conclusion 
But let the moment come that you pick up that Bible and you begin to read or you begin to tune in to a message over the Internet where the Holy Spirit has led you to listen to the Word of God. And you can only listen for a few minutes and you got to go somewhere else and browse the Internet. Dear heart, that is a demon spirit of slumber that have attached itself in your life due to your failure in submitting wholeheartedly to God in your hearing. That's a person who, who refused to consider God worth knowing and also worth hearing because you're failing to hear the word of God. You don't want to hear it. You're so caught up doing other things. You ain't got time for the word of God. So you find yourself doing on improper thing. To you, they are proper things, but actually they are improper things because they're not pertaining to the Word of God. And the more you do that, the more that demon spirit of slumber becomes very strong, more strongly and, 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 and active in your life. And again, you know, you all through the day you have refused to consider God in your thought life and you're thinking about what you need to do for work, what you need to do for the house, what you want to do in life, you know, what what your goal that you're trying to reach to today, and you ain't really considering the Lord in all your ways, acknowledge him in all your ways. You're not doing that. But then when it comes down to nighttime, you know, you're like, okay, uh, I, I need to read the Bible now. You know, get, get, get me some word in. And then that thing, you know, you pick up the Bible, and that thing, you know, you fall asleep. That's that spirit of slumber, spirit of the snail, spirit of sluggishness that have already attached itself to you. Dear heart, if you understand my voice, Jesus wants to set you free today. As a matter of fact, dear Lord, again, when we read the Bible and, and, or hear the Word of God being taught and we suddenly become very tired and sleepy, that means the spirit of slumber is active in our life. And they make us very inactive, unreceptive, and lifeless whenever it comes to hearing the Word of God. And again, whenever we hear it, we become sluggish and sleepy. Dear heart, again, this is the outward manifestation of the inward working. You hear the inward workings of the demon spirit of slumber. Active in a child of God's life. And that child of God will experience nothing but slow movements and delay in, in every endeavor of their life on this earth. For this demon spirit role is to make God's child slow in moving forward. And remember, it's also known as the spirit of the snail, because that's what a snail does. Again, their victims are unresponsive in hearing God's word due to being sleepy. You know, it was like, oh, I'm so sleepy. You know, dear heart, I remember when uh, that spirit was active in my life. And, and and again, when I look back, it, it was it attached itself to me because I refused to consider God worthy in knowing and in hearing Him. Now, when I was a teenager, my mother forced me to go to church, 
And I said to myself, you can force me to go, but you can't force me to hear. So I would go to church, and intentionally I refused to hear what was spoken, and I would just fall asleep. You know, back then they had glasses where the lenses came out, was very dark, like it was shaved, so they couldn't tell if I was asleep or not because they couldn't see my eye, and I was up there asleep, refusing to retain God in my thoughts. And then when I went in that church and I was outside, I was doing my own thing. I still refused to retain him in my thoughts. He, you know, he just won't worth knowing, won't worth hearing, and I was doing my own thing. So one day I was in the church, sleep, sleepy really, so sleepy, give in to sleep. And I heard this voice say, Terry, why did you do that? You have to come anyway because your mother forced you to come. Won't you just listen to what is being said? And dear heart, now I knew that was the voice of God because when God speaks, dear heart, that is, is, whether you know him or not, when he speaks, you will know it's him. And immediately I said, yes, Lord. And I began to do that. I purposed in my heart that since my mother forced me to, to go to church, then I'm just going to listen to what the preacher was saying. To give The first step was to give ear to what he was saying. So, dear Lord, when I started, when I purposed in my heart to do that, do you not know that a heavy sleep each time will come upon me, I would be so sleepy. That sleepiness would be so strong. And But I was trying to, you know, but I was determined in my heart not to fall asleep. And, but it was so difficult. Now, remember now, it was the Lord who told me, to start paying attention. So if God told me to start paying attention, then he was going to give me power to pay attention. But I had the choice to make whether I was going to pay attention or not. It, I had to, to, my will had to be strong in paying attention. And dear heart, I tell you, that was a, didn't know anything about no spiritual warfare, no spiritual battle, didn't know anything about demons or nuts. All I knew that that was a great battle. I would become so sleepy, but in my heart, I said, no, I'm not falling asleep. And that sleep, it would be, sleepiness would be so heavy upon my eyes. It was like somebody was trying to shut my eyes tight, closed. And I would, it was just a battle, dear heart. But praise the Lord, I was determined in, in not giving up because this, because this voice told me, start paying attention to what you hear. Do you not know in a process of time, I don't know how long it took, but it took some some weeks, dear heart. Probably took a month or two. I don't know how long, but the point was I was determined that I wasn't going to go to sleep. I would listen. But do you know because of my determination in hearing, hearing the word of God, that that spirit had to leave? And now I knew that was Jesus who delivered me from that spirit. And, and I, I never became sleepy again. Again, I said that was step one in, in um, yielding in obedience, my hearing to hear the word of God. And there was another part of that testimony, but I'm not going to go into that because we're talking about power against the spirit of slumber. But the Lord himself had, gave, had, had given me power against that spirit of slumber, and he did it because of my determination and not giving in to that spirit of slumber by 
but I didn't know I was doing it. I was saying to the Lord, Lord, you are worth hearing. You are worth, Lord, to be considered in knowing. You know, that was that was the first step. And I thank God. And then again, many, many years after that, dear heart, I encountered that spirit again. But I counted that spirit to do someone else. Many, many years after that, and uh, I become, I finally was willing to submit my total life to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit was beginning to teach me about there is a spiritual battle terror in which you are waging a war in, which I was unaware at the time. So anyway, opportunity came to my grandmother's house. Uh, she wanted me to come and do a little Bible study with the young, young teenagers uh, who was coming to her house. So in obedience to her request, I started doing that. So when I went there, uh, a, a few teenagers came along with my cousin, and it was this young girl. And for some reason, the Lord had me to pay special attention to this young girl. He said, you see that young girl? I said, yes, Lord. He said, watch her. And I did, as the Lord told me. So here I was conducting, just, just, just starting out in the Bible study, let everybody know where I will be coming from. Get their Bible. We're going to start in, at, in, in this book, at this verse, this chapter. So, it, so when I was doing that, Lord said, watch her. And I, and I watched her. She was so active. She was very active, wide awake. She was just alert, you know, all excited. And, and, everybody, and, and other, her other teenage friend was there. But the moment I said, open up your Bible and turn to this verse, dear heart, this is no lie. I was in awe of what I saw. The moment I said that, dear heart, it was like something came upon her and immediately that girl head went limp and she fell asleep. She did it so fast. And I was shocked. I said, what? I could not believe it. I said, what in the world? Lord said, watch her. Continue to watch her as I continued the Bible study. So, because the Lord wanted to teach me a lesson. So I did. I conducted the Bible study and all the while I'm watching this girl. This girl is just sound asleep. She just... So split second, the moment I said, "Open your Bible, everybody," she, uh, her head went with limber, and she just fell asleep, just that fast. Dear heart, <laughs> right at the end when I finished, remember now, Lord told me to watch her. Right at the end when I finished. At the very end, I said, okay, everybody, um, the Bible started over, we finished, we closed. As soon as I said that, dear heart, this is no lie, that girl, if, as quickly as she fell asleep, she quickly woke up. And and it was to her, it was like she never went to sleep. And she was all alert, and I was like, what? I was in awe. I was surprised. I said, Lord, what in the world? And the Lord later told me that was a spirit of sleepiness. Now, some of you say, well, why didn't you cast it out? Because the Lord didn't lead me to. See, we do things under the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's as he leads. It's as he, 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 he will. He knows what to do. I don't. We follow his instructions. Now, for his, his own reason, he did not tell me to cast it out. He wanted me to learn. So, so if you want to know why, you ask the Lord for yourself why he did not have me to cast that spirit out of that young girl, for those of you who's wondering. So anyway, I was just like, wow. And then the Lord said that was a spirit of sleepiness. 
And from that point, that moment to this point on today, I'm very aware of, of that of that demon spirit. It's a demon spirit that responsibility is to make one sleepy so they cannot hear the word of God. They make their victims unresponsive in hearing God's word due to the person becoming sleepy every time there's an opportunity to hear God's word or to read God's word. And remember that open door was disobedience and not attaining God in their thought, not considering him as being worth in hearing and in knowing. So repentance is needed as well as this, as well as uh, deliverance. Because remember, dear heart, faith only comes by one way, and that is by hearing. And hearing what? Hearing the word of God. See, that demon spirit of slumber don't mind you hearing. Matter of fact, it'll make you active in hearing. But when it comes specifically in hearing the word of God, that is when it will come. It's already in you, so it will come upon you to make you slumber, to make you sleepy, sluggish, tired, lazy in hearing God's word, and then you won't be, then you'll, you'll uh, uh, refuse in hearing God's word and give in to that spirit by going to sleep. Also, dear heart, the outward manifestation sometimes of this demon active in a person's life, that they will begin to see snails in their dreams, and also snails will suddenly appear around their dwelling places. And, they, and a person will be like, well, where are these snails coming from? That's only an outward manifest, especially when you don't live near water or, or a watery area where automatically snails will be. And especially they, they, they also appear in your dreams. That only means that that demon spirit of slumber, that, which is also known as spirit of a snail is active in your life and that and you need to repent of your slothfulness you know dear heart I'm seeing that we must see our own fault we can't blame other people for our failures when things happen to us we can't blame other people because if the devil can get you continue to blame someone else for your downfall for for the things that's happening contrary in your life, he always going to keep you bound. You must see that you the one who sinned against God and repent. And by doing that, then God can help you, dear Lord. So therefore, when a person has an anointing of a snail, that's what it is, an anointing of a snail, their progress in life will be lagging. It will be lacking, slow in movement. Always uh, procrastination, things going slow, wondering why, you know, this not happening, that's not happening. Your progress is just very inactive. It's, it's passive. That is why. But, dear heart, there is good news. God's children, those who are walking in total submission to God, who, who have submitted their soul, their mind, their will, and their emotion to God, and knowing that he is worth having, in our thought life, that we have, have received him and acknowledged him in all our ways, the scriptures say that the Lord gives us power over all the power of the enemy in Jesus' name. That is Luke ten nineteen. Because remember, this is power against the spirit of slumber. 
In Luke 10, 19, the complete Jewish Bible, it first says, remember. See, we have to remember, recall back what God has said. He said, I have given you authority so you can trample down snakes and scorpions, indeed, all the enemy's forces, and you will remain completely unharmed. Dear heart, that's why we must submit. Not just our spirit to God who is born again, but we got to submit our soul, our mind, our will, our emotion to God also. And when we do that, dear heart, then we can we can enforce the authority that Jesus has given us against the enemy, the spiritual enemy that cannot be seen with your natural eye, that's trying to get us not to retain God in our thought, trying to get us not to uh, continue to uh, say, God, you are worth knowing in our mind. Therefore, I'm keeping my mind staying on you because I'm meditating in your word day and night. When I'm on my workplace, Lord, I'm doing my, my job, but inwardly, Lord, I'm meditating upon your word, Lord. Lord, in my home, I, I may have to be doing my chores around the house or in, outside the house, but I'm still meditating on your word, Lord, Lord Jesus. I'm retaining you in my thoughts. I'm acknowledging you in all my ways, Lord Jesus. When my, when my best friend called me up on the phone and want to gossip about my neighbor, Lord, I refuse to do that. I'm speaking, reminding my neighbor of, of, of who we are in you, Lord Jesus. Lord, my neighbor want to talk about the pastor and the pastor's wife and, and, and Sister Sarah and Brother Jones in the church. I refuse it, Lord Jesus. I'm reminding my neighbor of you, Lord Jesus. I'm retaining you in, in my thoughts, Lord Jesus. Jesus said, I'm giving you power over all the power of the enemy. And remember that you will remain completely unharmed. Whatever weapon the enemy has formed will not will be successful in your life as long as you retain me and, uh, and, and acknowledge me in all your ways. I don't care how small of a way you have or how big. Acknowledge me. Praise the living God. Then that spirit of slumber cannot attach itself to us. That spirit of a snail which wants to slow down our, our movement and going forward cannot attach itself in our life. So Psalm 71, verse 21 says, You will increase my honor, turn and comfort me. God will increase our honor, dear heart. And he will turn and he will comfort us. So again, dear heart, this is power against the spirit of slumber. These prayer points is to be used against demonic sluggishness. You experiencing sluggishness, tiredness, Sleepiness, drowsiness, lifelessness, lifelessness when it comes down in hearing the word of God and knowing God, you can say these prayer points to come against it. Now, dear heart, also what the Holy Spirit is letting me see, that we are so wise and, 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 and have retained knowledge in God's word that the devil is, is still trying to inject his little pausing into our thoughts and telling us that we can do deliverance on our own self. Dear heart, once God delivers us, it's up to us to maintain our deliverance. But it comes a time in our life that God must use someone else to 
cast that devil out of you, that spirit of slumber out of you. Now, once that spirit of slumber has been cast out, then you can say these prayer points to maintain your deliverance against the spirit of slumber. But there's some of you who are hearing me now. You need God, the one who God has specifically told you to go to, to call up so that he can set you free. But no, you listening to that lying spirit of slumber and telling you I can deliver myself by saying these prayer points. No, these prayer points are for those who are already delivered and they want to continue to maintain their deliverance in Jesus Christ. But for those of you who have not been delivered, you listen to the Holy Spirit leading and you call up the individual whom he have chosen. Dear heart, I have learned that I cannot choose the vessel whom God will work through to provide my spiritual need. It's up to my Lord who he choose to use to set me free or provide my needs. It's not who I choose. I don't dictate to God who to use in helping me. No, I'm just a servant of God. He's the master. The servant do not control the master. The servant do not command the master in what to do. The master, the master commands the servant. So we are servants. Jesus is the master. If he told you to go to Evangelist King or he told you to go to Brother Watson, then you go. You don't say, Lord, I don't want to go to Brother to brother Watson nor Evangelist King. Well, then you're going to miss your deliverance because the Lord is telling me that a lot of you who are listening, you are giving ear to that lying spirit and not going to the person who God has told you to go to, and you think you can do complete deliverance on yourself. You only can do deliverance up to a certain point. Then God will use someone to finish your deliverance. Dear heart, become wise in doing. A lot of us is wise in knowing, but we're not wise in doing. So again, these prayer points are for those who want to maintain their deliverance against the spirit of slumber. And I want you to feel free to call in at 347-215-8049. That's 347-215-8049. Welcome to Rivers of Living Water Ministries radio broadcast with John and Siobhan Pegram. This program is designed to explore the Word of God on a deeper level and encourage you to do the same during your own personal study. And now, let's get into today's lesson. Hello, and welcome to today's broadcast. Sweetheart, would you like to lead us in a brief moment of prayer so that we can get into today's subject matter? Absolutely. Father, we come before you, and we just thank you for this magnificent day. Lord God, we thank you for how you use us, Lord, to minister to the people, to share, Lord God, your word in spirit, in truth, in, Father God, hope that the people can have to know that the promises that you give us, they are yea and they are amen, and that they can trust you. Father God, if they will only believe, this we ask 
And we just thank you for it and believe you for the words of wisdom this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, sweetheart, past three sessions, we have been talking about some really uh, exciting, at least for us, it's an exciting subject matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, For those of you who are just joining and you did not hear the last three broadcasts, what we did is we set out to want to share with everyone our testimony of how we came together. And then we backtracked and we said, okay, wait a minute. Before we actually give our testimony, our testimony actually matches the blueprint that God has in his Mm -hmm. word about how he puts people together. What would really be a blessing is if we could show everyone from the word of God, God's blueprint for putting people together. Yes, Yes. And before we did that, we basically gave God's uh, overall uh, parameters for his children concerning marriage. And we find that in Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. And that verse says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? Yeah. And what communion hath light with darkness? Yeah. So with that scripture, we know that God's people, the children of God, are to be in covenant in marriage with those who are also of the household of God. Yes, yes. Now this is not uh this this is not covering those who just do not have a desire to be married or, or those that um you know that have not come to that point. We're not saying that you must be married. We want to be clear. But this is for those who believe God and they want to do it God's way. Amen. So this is for those who actually desire to be married. Yes, yes. And we also uh, talked about um, how is it you get to choose Mm -hmm. your spouse Mm -hmm. or does God divinely create this Mm -hmm. one particular person Mm -hmm. that is specifically crafted for you and only for you, Mm -hmm. um, and that is the person for you. Well, we learned, actually, it is a a joint thing between you and God. Mm -hmm. God does create someone for you, but then you also have free will to say yes or no, Mm -hmm. and... Because of free will and because of sin and imperfection in the world, there could not possibly be only one person. Amen. Because what if only one person was created for you and that person decided that they did not want you? Does that Mm -hmm. mean that there's no one for you? That would be unjust. Does that mean that you have to be alone? No, it doesn't. So what we saw from Romans chapter 12, verse 1, is it says that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. We are to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen. And then, sweetheart, we began to look at God's blueprint for how he puts people together. When we trust God to get fully involved 
mm-hmm. and our choice for mate. Yes. He has a blueprint in his word about how he puts people together. Yes. We saw that in the book of Genesis first in chapter two with how he put Adam and Eve together and in chapter 24 and how he put Isaac and Rebecca together. Mm-hmm. And then on last week, sweetheart, actually the last two weeks, we began to share how the way God put us together mm-hmm. specifically mirrored mm-hmm. how he put Isaac and Rebecca together. And last week I talked about my time of preparation mm-hmm. in relation to how the servant prepared Rebecca mm-hmm. in Genesis chapter 24 for Isaac. And mm-hmm. so this week, sweetheart, we want to pick up with what your journey was. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, um, it was a very unique uh, time um, and, and a very unique transition for me. Um, uh, I was trusting and believing the Lord um, as openly and unbiasedly as I could for the the woman of God that he had for my life. Um, and, you know, after having uh, come out of a, a, a relationship, um, you know, in a, in a hard time, um, and being still before the Lord. Specifically a marriage? Specifically a, a, a marriage, you know, a, a separation and divorce. And, and just... Just you know, uh, really, just just getting before the Lord to uh, to just see what He had for me for my life to do. Just being still before the Lord, not so much being consumed about a relationship or trying to get back into something. So I knew I wanted to trust Him. I knew I had to trust Him, and a lot of times. Um, I think some people will are kind of biased about how they allow the Lord to come into their lives. Uh-huh. They, in other words, they they have other things, issues or circumstances that they hold on to in their believing, but these things they're not really opening their heart up. Okay. So their 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 biases can kind of mess up the the chemistry of what the faith and the word of God and the promises of God has set for you. So you really want to clear yourself out, clear your heart, your spirit out with all as much of the junk that you can. And you don't do that by prayer, by fasting, by trusting the Lord God. By, you say you do that? By what you're going to do that. That's okay. how you're going to want to do that, to to open yourself up to be unbiased to where when the Lord says, move, just like with you, you can hear that and you know to move. Give us an example of a bias that you could have in believing God. A bias uh, could be where a person says, well, Lord, I really want to be married. Um and I want the the man of God that you have for me uh, that is here in my city. Mm-hmm. But I want 
receive him if he comes from this part of the city. Okay. Okay. Now, the Lord can handle that. Mm -hmm. But that is a bias that may have limited the Lord to construct around something that he had a better interest. He can fulfill what you've asked for, but what his best interest would be or was going to be, you just created a bias for him. Yeah. And that would be your uh, your portion that you would receive. Sometimes um, we can, we'll say, Lord, I will go, but I don't want to. Okay. So when the Lord told you to check out North Carolina, do you recall having any biases concerning that word, him giving you that word? Because you have been praying Mm -hmm. for a while. You had a prayer. You actually started a prayer group Mm -hmm. concerning specifically getting before the Lord. I did. Believing God for the man of God for you all's lives. Mm Mm-hmm. So when you heard the word, when the Lord began to reveal to you, I want you to check out North Carolina, did you put up any parameters? Only one. I said I did not want to meet somebody named John. I'm just joking. (laughs) No, actually, I was very excited. I was very open to what it is God was doing. I wasn't exactly sure what he was doing, but I knew he was doing something. And I was excited about it, and I was willing to follow. And the way you were excited about that the most was because you didn't have so many biases or any biases. You knew what you had been praying. You knew what you had been asking for. You knew what he had been revealing to you. There were some things you didn't know a lot about because you were going to get things in part. Yes. And in pieces. But because you knew and recognized the voice of the Lord or the word of the Lord, uh-huh. it made you excited. Yes. And it wasn't like the Lord said to me, girl, get down there to North Carolina. You know your husband is down there. Mm-hmm. No. He basically told me to t- check out North Carolina mm-hmm. and to check out a particular job here and to check out housing here, and he specifically sent me to uh, our church, our mm-hmm. ministry, mm-hmm. and that was the parameter mm-hmm. that I was given, that, okay, I would be living in this city, working at this job, and going to this church. Amen. This was the structure that God had put around my move here. Mm-hmm. And then I was presented to you. It's kind of like what we see in Genesis chapter 24. Mm -hmm. It says that at the end of the chapter when Isaac was meeting up with Rebecca, it said that, you know, Rebecca asked, who is this man Mm -hmm. that she saw Mm -hmm. sitting meditating in the field? Even though she had been being prepared to minister to a husband, she had never met him. Mm -hmm. So... She didn't necessarily know who he was upon meeting him. So she said, who is this man? Mm -hmm. She knew that something was happening, but she didn't know exactly what. Mm -hmm. And Isaac, you know, it says he looked up and he saw the camels coming. Mm -hmm. Didn't say he saw Rebecca coming. Mm -hmm. He saw the camels coming. So he knew 
something was happening. He just didn't know what. Amen. Amen. Um, Again, I, I point out, and the reason why we are sharing with um, our um, our audience this our testimony of how God brings or puts people together, how He answers our prayers when it comes to God. I am believing you for my mate. I am believing you for that special person in my life. I ask you to send me a husband or a wife. All we're doing, what we're doing right now is just, just piece by piece, is just showing the people how God, in even one way, of how God, the Lord, can facilitate bringing two people together on a divine Mission. Not only facilitate, but orchestrate. 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 That's the word also. That's correct. Orchestrate. Which orchestration a lot of times involves more than just the center focus, more than just two individuals, people around you, like our pastors Mm -hmm. who, uh, because of how the Lord brought us from two distant lands almost and not almost literally well literally from two distant lands you're correct and only the visionaries only the visionaries our pastors your pastor and my pastor were literally initially the only two who could see and had the spiritual clarity to know that this is an okay uh uh transition they both separately and individually were in agreement from day one yes i'll never forget the day (laughs) i called her and all i said was you know the guy um at the church that you know you all call him brother bob i didn't even get another word out she's like oh yeah you have my blessing i said wait a minute i didn't even say what i called you for about him but yes from the very beginning Mm -hmm. um we had the full support of our spiritual leadership amen amen um you know and and church you know when we're sharing in we could there are so many things we could share it is not really about us it involves us but what we're sharing and what we want to share with you is that you can trust the lord he can deliver to the full extent what you have asked him for and i want to go to this scripture you know when it can become challenging sometimes in matthew chapter 7 and starting at verse 9 Sometimes when the Lord is is doing an extraordinary thing. Now, like he had shared with me one one morning when I was uh, had been in prayer and, and we're gonna we'll come from the the King James version. We'll we'll do that. I like to look at some of the different versions because they help you to, to hear it uh in a, a different term, a different way of same thing, same meaning. But I, I was in a time of, of prayer and worship, prostrate before the Lord one morning, getting ready for work and the atmosphere just got heavy and thick and saturated and 
And the, the Holy Spirit had to tell me I'm prostrate on the floor and I'm, I'm halfway praying and halfway worshiping and, and just thanking God just for being so gracious to me. And the Holy Spirit had to tell me to get up um, and get come out of that element because I, I had an obligation to be on my job. And, and I had to hurry up and get ready for work. And so... Um, I got up, and, and the Spirit of the Lord is so heavy, and I'm, I'm trying to get myself together, and I got half of my, my, my clothes, my uniform on, and I take a few steps into another room, and the Lord stops me, and he, he speaks to me again, and he says, um, Behold, uh, I, uh, some extraordinary things are about to come and about to happen upon the earth and also concerning yourself, your transition. And I was like, okay, now, am I just thinking or is this God speaking? And the Lord heard that and he verified with me, it is me that is speaking. And any doubts that I had, he took me to this scripture of Matthew chapter 7, and starting in verse 9. And it says, What man is there of you, whom if his son asks for bread, he will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he'll give him a serpent? Well, the Lord was saying to me in this because I, I had some question marks in my mind about, you know, the Lord sending me the woman of God for my life. Um, and the Lord was reassuring me with this scripture that when we come to the Father and we ask the Father for something, especially when we have been specific, he's not going to give us something else. Mm -hmm. He's not going to give us something that's fake or phony. If anything like that happens, it usually is because we have done something to bias it or pervert it or to get it mixed up or twisted up. But he's not. He's going to give us what he has has promised us, you know, through his word. Mm -hmm. So that reassured me in my faith and in, in my asking the Lord for that special woman of God for mm -hmm. my life when I'm asking him, you know. And, I, of course, at that time, I did not know you. I had no idea you even existed. I had no idea where this woman of God was going to be coming from. Amen. But I had given the Lord some parameters. Okay. But before <laughs> you even talk about those parameters. Specifics, not parameters. Well, they are, they are, param they are parameters. Yeah. And, and okay. Yes, they are both. But when did this occur? Okay. This occurred, this this divine, what I call is, is just uh, a divine uh, experience with the Lord was in um that was in June of 2014. Now, everyone, that's June significant because I talked about how God began to speak to me about looking at North Carolina. Well, God began to tell me to look at North Carolina in May, June of mm -hmm. 2014. Mm -hmm. So at the same time that God is telling me to investigate North Carolina, God is telling my husband 
some extraordinary things, things are, are about to happen. Ready to happen. So, mm. it's very, very important with how God syncs up our timing. Yes. Now, one thing that I did, you know, I like to look up words and definitions, uh, you know, that that I either read in the word, I like to break it down a little more, sometimes just simple, simple words, I like to look up the definition to see the scope of the definitions. And extraordinary is an extraordinary word, and it has extraordinary definitions to come with it. When I looked up the definition of extraordinary, I got multiple definitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost uh, in one version, a half of a page of different definitions. And the thing that I noticed out of most of them was that they were they were all they they were pertaining around what's good, what's positive. But there was only there were a few that were that you could be construed as being possibly hard, what we would call hard, uh-huh. um, you know, definitions. But um, but I, I got excited about that, and because he said extraordinary things were getting ready to happen on the earth and concerning me individually. Um, you know, my my eyes were opened in a new way, and because of that encounter that I had at that time, it really put me on a different level of of uh, my relationship with the Lord. Uh, I I really began. I turned my my level of worship up even more, and as I did that, um, I just uh, began to see things happening. And I shared with my pastor. Um, at that time, you know, because as, as uh, she had shared uh, some words of wisdom uh, pertaining to different things, and I was watching these things manifest. Uh, I was watching the Lord just orchestrate. Amen. And little did I know that he had you waiting in the wings, and he was going to send you. Now, I'm going to say this like this, and I realize we're on radio, but there's it's a story behind everything that involved us. Uh-huh. He sent my wife, and this is how I said it, and I believe this came, I got this from, now it might have been me thinking, but I kind of like him to believe that anything that's good and holy and pure and upright and just trustworthy, it came from the Lord. But he sent you from the big D to what I call, what we would call the little D. <laughs> and you came from the north, and you moved to the north. Okay, sweetheart. They don't know what the big D and little D are. Okay. The big D I'm speaking of, specifically where she came from, was Detroit, uh, Canton area, Michigan. Yeah, Detroit, the Metro Detroit area. Metro Detroit area. And I am from and was living in what we could call the little D. It's a smaller city, much smaller than Detroit. I'm in Durham, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Detroit is north of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. You came from the north. God sent you from the north to the north, back to the north, Mm -hmm. even though you went south Mm -hmm. to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Did you say something before about looking at South Carolina? Mm -mm. You didn't? Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Never said South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. But you talked about you prayed and you had given God some parameters. Before we do that, let me just remind everyone 
Now, this we're talking May, June yes. of 2014, yeah. where he's having this experience that yeah. God is speaking to him and telling him something extraordinary is uh, about yes. to happen yes. with him, concerning even the the woman of God for his life. Yes. Um, God is speaking to me that he wants me to take a look at North Carolina and investigate North Carolina. This is May, June of 2014. If you all heard um, part of what I said was my journey, God had um, put me with a group, a prayer uh, group. Mm -hmm. We started, we became prayer partners and we began to pray um, not just to meet or encounter our husbands, but yes, we yes. began to specifically pray. We were instructed to pray for our husband yes. as though he was already our husband. Yes. So daily I'm praying, you know, I pray that my husband, you know, has a wonderful day. Mm -hmm. I pray for his finances. Mm -hmm. I pray for his health. I pray mm -hmm. for um, deliverance from his past. Yes. I pray for his future, etc., etc. Just as a wife would pray for her husband, mm -hmm. but I began to do this mm -hmm. in 2012. Yes. March Amen. of 2012. Mm -hmm. So this is a two-year process. Amen. So what were your parameters we had? Now, I don't want to get into the parameters. We 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 are kind of moving kind of fast, and at the same time, we could it's just like popcorn in a popper. We could go all over the place because there's so much that happened. But before I get into that parameter, and then you mentioned 2012, in March of 2012, that was the beginning of a time of transition for me also. Okay. So we, remember we talked about how we were mirroring each other yes. in our lives. Yes. So 2012 was a transitional time frame for me also. Okay. A beginning of a transitional time frame for me. So that is why it is so important for us to get and stay before the Lord, seek his heart with, with uh, in his word with all of our heart and don't lean to our own understanding. And because our time is winding up for this broadcast, you know, I don't want to just jump in here and throw this big uh, 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 word of, of just encouragement out to the people and then I'm going to have to drop it right there because they're going to want to hear some more after that. So, but in that time, in that time of transition, because the Lord was dealing with you, He was dealing with me. The word of the Lord was going forth. We were being attentive to it. We were hearing it. Some of the people who are listening to us now, they 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 probably have some questions. What we need is for them to send us written correspondence, Amen. or send us a, a, a letter or anything. Uh, we we have the email address that's going to come up. Um, at the end of the broadcast where you can send us email correspondence. If you have questions, use that because the Lord is using us and he's going to use us to minister to the people concerning even relationships and even other matters, you know, and, and issues, yeah. of, issues of life. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to let my wife just share a quick word with you and just continue to be blessed people amen so we'll all have to tune in next week to hear my husband mm. talk about what those parameters were. the parameters amen. amen thank you for listening to rivers of living water radio broadcast 
feel free to connect with John and Savon Pegram for prayer requests and other feedback by emailing them at rolwater, the number one, at gmail.com. That's R-O-L-W-A-T-E-R, the number one, at gmail.com. Or write to them at Rivers of Living Water Ministries, P.O. Box 11675, Durham, North Carolina, 27703. May God bless you richly, and we'll see you next time on the Rivers of Living Waters radio broadcast.
you didn't have. 